0: Solar beam is not great. Unfortunately. Unless it's on Ho. No, even if it's on Ho. Yeah, but it's funny. It is funny, yes. Okay, all right, <laughs> cool. We agree.
1: You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Get ready for some temporary updates to temporary bonuses. December holds a ton of great
0: surprises, but also one really angry tree. This previous community day really warmed our hearts and overheated our incubators.
1: Get ready to let the XP rain down as we wrap up the year in style and more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the GoCast podcast. It's November 24th, a Tuesday evening out of the norm. Just kidding. That's what we do like 99% of the time. <laughs> I'm your host, Chris. And with me, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Nothing much right now. Yeah, nothing right now. But we're about to have a whole bunch of stuff going on because we're recording a podcast. It's, it's rather time-consuming needs your engagement fully anyway before we get started here shout out to seven brand new patrons andrew joel jack frankie lucas daniel and mick thank you to all seven of you for your generosity and your support it's greatly greatly appreciated so thrilled to have you okay mr kyle are you ready i am not ready me neither, dude. Let me tell you. Let, let's review these goals right quick, and let's make it quick so our pain is short-lived, huh? <laughs> um, So last week, you and I set goals. These did include shiny goals for Magmar Community Day. We'll yes. talk about the event itself in the news section, but we'll discuss our shiny counts now. So you wanted to catch 18 shiny
0: Magmar. That didn't happen.
1: Why did that not happen?
0: I just can't bring myself to play for like the five hours that it takes for the community days now
1: i understand i understand completely how how much did you walk away with and how long did you play
0: i walked away with 12 and i played for about three hours
1: okay
2: okay
0: 12 really i've come to the conclusion that if the community day doesn't knock my socks off i'm sticking to the old three hour length that they used to have just because Six hours is a long time to be engaged with something that doesn't catch my eye.
1: I mean, when we were doing the three hour community days before, I was rather bushed after that as yeah, well. So, yeah. I mean, whoo, but we were walking around and stuff. So and it hurting like, you know, seven other people that were playing with us at the time. So uh, that's a bit more energy uh, cost. <laughs>
0: so, you know, speaking of shinies, though. Yes, I did get a shiny Magby during the event. I'm so. very jealous. Too bad it wasn't the goal of yours, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I also got a shiny Alolan Raichu. So Woo! that's chocolate money. That's, that's been on the list for a long time, and now just seems like the good time to share that it happened.
1: True. Hey, congratulations! I'm happy for you. Uh, but what about 300,000 Stardust? Did you manage that? No, I didn't. Like two, like 200,000. That's fair enough. What about one shiny Sword of Justice? Any of them? No okay I, I did
0: try I did try
1: and that's what matters at the end of the day <laughs> zero out of three my friend although you did try <laughs> hey i mean you got kind of close on each of them i mean 12 shiny magmar is still not bad like 200 some odd thousand stardust is is really good we usually just set 200 000 as our our base stardust call for the week but well there you go uh for myself i wanted to get 25 shiny magmar i did do that i got 28 this not week, bad, not this bad. time, one shiny Magby that didn't happen. Although I hatched, no joke, like 40 eggs oh on my Community today. God. I had so many eggs, bro. Uh, two shiny Meltan, that didn't happen either. I did do my box fully twice. Not even one shiny Meltan. Like, Oof. man, the Poke Gods heard me and they sought fit to make me suffer. 300,000 Stardust, I did do that. I did do that handily. I was up for most of the day um for magmar day i was out for like three and a half four hours the last hour i played just kind of from home and my my ball plus do all the work on the incense while i was doing other things (laughs) uh so there's that so yeah two out of four not a stellar week in the world of achievement for the two of us kyle
0: (laughs) yeah no not good
1: all right well anyway let's bury our shame in audio and hop into the news yo what up it's the news as advertised. (laughs) So first thing we're going to cover here is Magmar Community Day. Not our shiny counts because we just did do that. Don't think I forgot. So Kyle, what was your impression on your playing experience for Magmar Community Day? Any different than Electabuzz? Because
0: they were kind of mirror events. I had better luck catching the Magmar. They had the catch rate fixed for the entire time. So that's good. But other than that, it was it was good for a community day the spawns were good i didn't have to worry about finding enough magmar wherever i went i would 100 percent agree i
1: think that yeah the one the thing that people were having issue with with a light to community day was the catch rate snafu issue whatever you want to call it and it was by and large completely not a thing uh, on magmar community day whatsoever easier to catch very happy about it but like last week, if we could have made one suggestion, it would have been a Stardust bonus and not the the times, the one yeah. quarter hatch egg distance. But I was happy to hatch as many eggs as I did, but unhappy Ugh. by the lack of shiny Magby, dude. Oh my gosh, every single time I I hatched, when I was like, okay, okay, and the coloration like just looks wrong in comparison when you're looking at like Magmar all day. It's already like a light pink. It's like what the shiny Magmar color is. That's Magby's normal color.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I was like, this one? No, not this one. No. Nope. This one? No, not this one. <laughs> Bummer. Bummer. But anyway, Magmar community today, it was good. Good job, Niantic. Way to go. All right. Also, another piece of news here, which is good job, Niantic, updates to temporary bonuses. This is posted on the 19th. Today's the 24th. So this was pretty much, uh, I would say, a couple of days after we recorded last week. Uh, pretty early on in the news cycle for us weekly there. So to continue adapting to the changing global environment and in response to the situation becoming more difficult for many of our players, we are returning the following bonuses to the game beginning Thursday, November 19th at 6 p.m. PST. So this is already live and there is no end date here. So what's coming back? Two things, increased effectiveness, incense effectiveness will be increased, now attracting Pokemon to you more often so they we're reverting it back to like the The increased rate it was before what we were used to um additionally your buddy pokemon will now bring you more gifts each day up to five gifts at once and up to three times a day that's nice for those of us that are currently locked down and you still want to you know send a couple of presents your your friend's way there you go The update goes on to say these bonuses are temporary, but they will remain in the game at minimum through June 2021. Okay, so through June 2021 at minimum. So there's still no like end date, they say, at least through June. So that's good that we have an idea. And also, that's a long time.
2: It is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We'll give at least one month's notice before they change. That's also kind of nice because last time when they rolled back, people kind of felt like the carpet was pulled off from underneath them. Uh, So this is this is nice. Also, look out for the following bonuses to show up during select upcoming events, making sure they have components that can safely be played regardless of your situation. Incubator distance reduction, trade distance increases, one coin bundles, and more. Sweet. So it looks like, by and large, all of the bonuses are back in one way or another which is kind of nice because we do have basically wall to wall events coming up here um, or at least wall to wall events every weekend. (laughs) So hopefully we can kind of just see, you know, when things are patchwork together in any given scenario, we'll largely have all of the bonuses back at the same time. So Kyle, what do you think about this decision? It's good.
0: Like, (laughs) yes, sir. (laughs) I don't know what else to, to honestly say. It's good. It's a shame that they didn't just bring back the incubator effectiveness as Well, But I I get it. I get why they don't. That's the one that uh, that cost them the most money. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. But I mean, they're also making a lot of money off
1: of remote raids at times like these as well. So, yeah, who knows? But I mean, every event seems to be having incubator distance reduction. I mean, two community days in a row in the same month. Yeah, but those two
0: community days also had a focus on egg hatching to get one specific Pokemon. That's very true
1: good on you niantic for bringing this back very thrilled to hear this i know a lot of trainers are going to be very excited and relieved to hear about this but anyway next piece of news here also another great thing distance trading has been extended again i'm just going to read you this tweet from the pokemon go app trainers are limited time test of a greatly increased trade range has been extended until monday november 30th at 1 p.m pst we get another week y'all of this, like, you know, was it 50 kilometers something yeah, crazy I saw online? Like
0: that it's fantastic. Yeah.
1: It is really great. So Kyle and I could be trading, we just choose not to. We just choose not to. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life. I'm not, I'm telling everybody how we're not living our lives. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's just a smattering of of small news pieces. But wait, here's the big caboose. The big thing, the 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 big news piece i can't think of anything else to say The the actual piece of news that we have this week to talk about celebrate the end of 2020 with december events (gasps) yes what does december hold well first of all december research breakthrough encounter from tuesday december 1st at 1 p.m to friday january 1st 2021 that's next year y'all at 1 p.m pst trainers will have a chance of encountering either lapras or Unovan you know, Daurumaka yeah. as a research breakthrough encounter and receive bonus experience. I heard you dry heave over there. Was it at the <sighs> Daramaka
0: at both at the research breakthrough?
1: Okay, why? What, what's up?
0: What's on your mind? I don't even want to put in the effort to finish this, and it's basically free with the daily task they give everybody.
1: Why? Because you don't like Lapras or Unovan Daurumaka? They're not. Good breakthrough Pokemon. That's that's kinda it. I mean
0: Lapras is a fan favorite and you know is kind of rare, so Yeah, well Lapras better have its legacy moves like it did last time. And it's oh, also just a chance, which means only four chances at two different Pokemon. Like come on. We learned our lesson back when they did the five different legendaries in boxes. Even then people weren't happy because they get the same one five times in a row.
1: Yeah, but that was like for three months. <laughs> <laughs> that's still a problem <laughs> it still was a problem yes it was not necessarily positively received let's
0: just say that
1: um yeah so i don't know it's kind of interesting so this is like what a, a fire and ice sort of thing they got going on here
0: yeah i just it feels like this would have been a good time to put a legendary back in the research box after they put legendaries back as go battle league rewards
1: yes that's true uh, anyway there's more to december not just these two breakthrough pokemon I suppose the legendary Pokemon Kyurem returns to raids and mega Obama snow arrives in Pokemon go. Thanks Obama. The legendary Pokemon Kyurem will be appearing in five star raids from Tuesday, December 1st at 1 PM to Friday, January 1st, 2021 at 1 PM. Don't miss your chance to encounter the boundary Pokemon. Well, we didn't. Miss our chance the first time, but I, I might consider missing my chance the second time. Let me just say that. <laughs> in addition, Mega Obama Snow will be appearing in Mega Raids beginning Tuesday, December first at one PM PST, replacing Mega Blastoise. Until then, Mega Blastoise will be appearing more frequently in Mega Raids, so be sure to challenge it while you can. Okay, so Charizard will be the last one to go out of those three.
0: Uh, Charizard ain't going anywhere. Yeah, you think so? You think it Guaranteed, sells too many raids? I, I think Charizard's too popular. I think when they mm. cycle, it's going to be the next one and leave Charizard in.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Now, last time when they took out Venusaur and they put in Gengar, they had poison as a an overlap in typing here. So it kind of made sense. But we don't have one with Blastoise and Obama Snow. That, that dressed, was just I you right. reaching. That
0: was just you reaching. And I, I said, said that last month too. I know.
1: I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to apply some, some sort of logic because I'd imagine that coverage is at least a thought, you know,
0: but maybe not. Uh, but like Obama Snow, what does Obama Snow's typing change to? Is it still just ice grass? No, it's still ice grass. So it's
1: lame it's not lame ice grass is a great combination four times weakness to to fire dude sign me up (laughs) sign me up man Uh, (laughs) anyway uh there's also hey pokemon spotlight hours and there's five of them don't you just love it when there's five tuesdays in a month oh yeah tuesday december 1st seal will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the experience for evolving pokemon Tuesday, December eighth, Up will be in the spotlight, and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching Pokemon. Mark your calendars; that's the one. Tuesday, December fifteenth, a surprise Pokemon will be in the spotlight, and you'll earn twice the candy for catching. That's kind of cool. I'm really hoping it's like a newer Pokemon, because uh, earning
0: twice the candy would be awesome. I almost guarantee you that's a Gen six Pokemon. I'm I'm really hoping so it's, too. It's right after it's supposed to launch. It I think it's going to be Fletchinder mean, Fletchling. Fletchling. I'm sorry. Yeah, Fletchinder. Yeah,
1: second one. yeah. I think that might be a that might be a good choice there. And if that's the case, Kyle, we might have to move recording back a little bit. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, December twenty second. Snow runs will be appearing in the spotlight, and you'll earn twice the candy for transferring yes, Pokemon. Shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- uh, Tuesday, December 29th, Snover will be in the spotlight and you'll learn twice the experience for evolving Pokemon. So twice the experience for evolving is on the 1st and the 29th as nice little experience-based bookends. Um, any of these spotlights jumping out to you besides, I suppose, shiny hunting for the snow run?
0: No, I, I want the I want the shiny snow run. That's, that's about it.
1: Double catch experience bonus ends Thursday, December 31st at 1159 p.m. local time as part of our huge go beyond update in december we'll be increasing the level cap to 50 to help trainers level up during this time a double catch experience bonus has been live since wednesday november 18th 2020 at 1 p.m and it'll stay in effect until thursday december 31st 1159 local time that's nice very very cool And more exciting feature updates. Managing your Pokemon is about to become much easier with the introduction of Pokemon tagging and other general search updates. Pokemon tagging will allow you to create different colored tags, apply them to Pokemon, and use them to filter Pokemon in your collection. The Pokemon search function will also be updated to allow for enhanced usability. When you tap into the search bar, a new screen will appear with recommended search terms such as Pokemon type, region, body level shiny and more oh it's so like a nice little like library of search terms that's great <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome uh there was also a nice little quality of life update i think recently where if you are searching and you backspace all the way down to nothing it doesn't kick you out of the search bar anymore by update
0: you mean bug
1: fix it's not a bug it's a feature <laughs> no but yes that is what i meant thank you for clarifying <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah, good it so, was very annoying it was it was obnoxious especially when i was trying to search for like pvp pokemon i was like could, yeah. could we not could we not anyway uh december looks like there's quite a few things to look forward to and and my suspicion is that there's more that's going to be happening in december like we didn't hear about the community yet you know we don't know what's going on with that so i'm, I'm assuming there's at least one or two other big events happening in december we yet do not know about
0: so, Oh, no doubt. For there's just that. one simple reason. Two simple reasons, actually. There's no Hat too, and there's no... Oh my god, what's the Pokemon's name? Delibird. Delibird.
1: <laughs> what if that's the surprise Pokemon on D- Tuesday, December 15th? <laughs>
0: oh, okay. No, that could be. That would be so disappointing.
1: I mean, it would fit, though, and I don't know what I'd use all the Delibird candy for, but... And Stop maxing max a deli bird i guess so yeah man i really want i would love for mega deli bird to be a thing
0: mega deli bird is just santa claus
2: <laughs> but like it's in a
0: sleigh being pulled by stantlers by a bunch of
1: stantler yeah i love that visual that's awesome <laughs> oh my gosh oh man anyway uh that does wrap up the news for us this week not a whole lot besides all the
0: december stuff but uh hey that's it let's move into gear up so this week on gear up in honor of kalos coming out very soon we're talking about the gen six starters chestnut greninja and delphox for those who don't know they're kind of like based on rpg classes so there's a Chestnut's the tank, or Ninja's like the ninja. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, sir. And Del Fox is like a mage magic user. Where's the bard? We only got three spots in this band, okay? Okay, all right, fine. First up is Chestnut, grass fighting type. Well, who's it got to compete against? Uh, Venusaur, simple answer. And one thing I want to say for all of these, I'm going to talk about what moves they have the potential to get currently, and then we'll also talk about the community day move, which they will eventually get. Eventually, please, Niantic, we're dying over here.
1: Yep, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be great. I'd like to move on to seeing other starters all the time instead of like Snivy everywhere. Oh, God, Thank you. I'm so tired
0: of those starters so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't wait to be tired of seeing Froakie everywhere. <laughs> won't that just be a? Won't that just be a gift? Anyways, Venusaur moveset, Vine Whip and Frenzy Plant, has a DPS of 14.78 and a TDO of six twelve. Venusaur is pretty good. He's not the best of the best, but he's a very solid grass type attacker. Chestnut has the option to have Vine Whip and Solar Beam. Solar Beam is not great, unfortunately. Unless it's on HO. No, even if it's on HO. Yeah, but it's funny. It is funny, yes. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> they have a DPS of 13.69 and a TDO of 650.52. Not good, but like I said, Chestnut's a bulky boy. Unfortunately, bulk's not the greatest when you're talking about damage because they're, they're polar opposites, but let's not worry about that for the moment. What if it eventually gets a community day? It will happen in like 2024. At this rate. So then the moveset would be Vine Whip and Frenzy Plant. And that would put it at a DPS of 15.19 and a TDO of 721.88. Ooh. That's significantly better than Venusaur.
1: That is quite a bit better than Venusaur.
0: So uh, mark your calendars, sort of. The typing doesn't do it any favors. It gets a four times weakness to flying, and it doesn't gain any significant advantages at least that I could think of when I was writing all of this. But Chestnut's bulk really helps it come out ahead against Venusaur, who is also a relatively bulky grass-type Pokemon. Next up is the fan favorite for Gen 6, I feel like. It's Greninja. It's water-dark type. What's there not to like, right? We're where all the edgy where are all the edgy Pokemon fans out there. It's your Pokemon. Yeah, anime fan Pokemon. Who's it got to compete against? The Hokage no <laughs> oh sorry that's a trick question you tricked me <laughs> i mean yes but no oh, okay because <laughs> okay. he's he's got to beat out swampert mm-hmm. swampert with water gun and hydro cannon his dps of 16.10 and a tdo of 727.26 it's, it's pretty good of bulky bulky boys he's pretty good of course we're only comparing against starters because if we're talking about water type attackers, Kyogre just blows everything out of the water when you're having this discussion. <laughs> so pretend that doesn't exist just for the sake of discussion. Greninja will have access to Bubble and Surf. Bubble's not not great, but Surf's pretty good. DPS of 13.41 and TDO of 324.04.
1: Oh, dang. That's how much TDO a Weedle has. <laughs> I want to look that up now to see if that's true.
0: Oh, it's not. None of no, no. Just the max level Weedle, but (laughs) Greninja is not known for its bulk. Let's just go with that, especially in the main series games. But it is known for its attack and its speed, but that's not relevant here. So what about community today? Bubble and Hydro Cannon will give it DPS of 17.21 and a TDO of 542.75. That's a lot of DPS. It's a lot of damage. The The TDO hurts like a lot, but in terms of just raw damage output that puts Greninja really up there, it passes Swampert, but the TDO hurts in terms of how many revives you're going to end up using. Yeah, but it's like water Gengar. See, that's literally exactly what was going through my mind when I was writing this. So I went to go check Gengar. Gengar is even squishier, but has even higher attack.
1: Was so like an eighteen point five and like four hundred TDO or something. Yeah,
0: it's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. But uh, Gengar has like two sixty one attack and like one hundred and forty defense and HP. Oh, jeez. Okay. And Greninja's like like two twenty four attack and one hundred and seventy of each something in that department.
1: Okay. So same energy, same energy.
0: Yeah, same same energy. But final thoughts about Greninja though. Community Day will do him wonders. But for those of you who don't play the main series games and are like, why are people excited about this Pokemon? It's because of his ability again. And we will not see that in Pokemon Go, unfortunately. No. But for those who care, Greninja's ability in the main series games is in the main series game is protein. And what that does is it changes its typing right before it uses a move to the type of the move it's using. So... It can become a poison type right before it uses gung shot, for example, or it can become a ground type if it knows mud shot or something like that. Makes it very difficult to pin down and also gives it stab on everything in the game, which is ridiculous. And also one last thing about Greninja. Okay. It has a secondary form that I will be interested to see if they ever use in Pokemon Go. Yeah, there's an ash Greninja. And it's, it's its own form with its own stats. In the anime, Ash has a Greninja that, like, it doesn't mega evolve, but it evolves because of its friendship with Ash. And he looks different and he has, you know, different abilities and stuff. You can go look it up at some point. But it would be very interesting to see that implemented in Go.
1: I thought that Ash Greninja was only—it was just— Saying that, that that was Ash's Greninja. Ninja, I didn't realize there was a difference. For oh yeah, look at that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's its, its own thing. You can. It <laughs> looks like, like Ash. It, it does, right? It's, that is ridiculous. It's absurd.
1: I mean, it, I mean, it's cool. I'm not. I'm not talking design wise it's,
0: whatsoever. It's quite nice, but like I think it's really is, cool. Is dumb. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know. I think the design looks really neat, but when you see it next to Ash, you're like, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, anime. Let's just let's reel it in a little bit
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, though. But, anyways, enough about our, our Edgelord because we have the Firefox next. Uh. we are we going to get the Google Chrome Pokemon? Uh. Del Fox, Fire Psychic type. Its competition, Charizard, because, you know, why not? It's, it's Charizard. Fire Spin and Blast Burn with DPS is 15.27 and TDO is 571.48. Charizard's okay when it comes to being a fire type attacker. He doesn't compare to the legendaries, but everything else, he's competitive. Delphox. Fire spin and flamethrower. Flamethrower is also not very good. DPS of 13.60 and a TDO of 538.16. Not good. Just no. Just not good. No thanks. But community today, Fire spin and blast Burn, same moveset as Charizard. DPS of 15.61. And a TDO of six seventeen point nine eight. That's more than Charizard. For those who weren't paying attention, <laughs> that that's awesome. We have a new Charizard on our hands. Yes, but also no. Psychic does not help Delphox. Just like flying does not really help Charizard.
1: Well, okay, Psychic helps Delphox in that it's not flying type, so it doesn't take four times to rock anymore.
0: No, but on the flip side, it now takes neutral damage from Bug, for example.
1: Okay, well, Bug isn't necessarily a huge threat meta-wise.
0: So No, it's not, but it is one of the things you would bring a fire type against is Bug types. Yeah, for sure. Sure. And, of course, it gives you a new weakness to to Dark and, and all the things that different typings will do. But it's good. That's, that's the thing, though. It is just Charizard, but better in terms of raw stats, which is nice to see, even though Charizard will never not be beloved. Very true. Now, I know that Chris is not a huge fan of Chestnut. So which of the three are your favorite, Chris?
1: Um, I mean, I like Del Fox because I like Fennekin. <laughs>
0: okay, okay.
1: But if I had to pick out of the three, probably Greninja. I just think, I know it's like, you know, like we said before, the Edgelord pick, right? But at the same time, like if you distill the fact that it's super ridiculously popular and all that stuff, and so it's like kind of taboo to be like, oh, I love Greninja, even though everybody does. Can we just talk about the design really quick? Because the tongue is the scarf is incredible. What a good choice. It's, I think look, it's a cool it's Pokemon. So it's good. so
0: cool. Greninja is such a cool Pokemon. I hate that it got like co-opted by the anime community because that's what it was designed for. But but I, I don't. I, I, what I'm trying to say is I don't care. I
1: think it's really cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I hate that they gave it the ability protein in the main series games because it took a really cool Pokemon and just forced it to be overpowered so that kind of dulled my joy for that pokemon a little bit yeah that's fair
1: enough i mean so if you if you look at it right so do you remember what the other abilities are for the other two pokemon or no
0: not off the top of my head
1: yeah, well we don't need to know for the argument i'm about to make but if we go with like the holy trinity of mmo right with the, the tank the healer and the damage dealer right chest not being the tank uh, the healer or mage type being Delphox and the damage dealer being Greninja. Or if you want to go with the warrior mage rogue thing, either way, DPS and the rogue stereotype, the trope is, they're supposed to be opportunists. They're supposed to be able to uh, be a specialist in almost any situation in order to manipulate things. So like the whole protein thing makes sense thematically. It's just
0: too strong. I agree. I just think that like it goes against the kind of idea that Pokemon had going for it. For sure. I mean, advanced rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. But
1: yeah. So wait, what's, what's your favorite out of the three? Greninja uh,
0: or Chestnut? It's Chestnut. I like I like Whoa. the tank stereotype. And it's just, it's a, I know you don't like him, but I like Chestnut.
1: I think Chespin is so cute. And I think he gets so not cute. And I don't like it.
0: The shiny is so good for his chestnut, by the way.
1: Okay. Well. Maybe my heart will be convinced otherwise than when we get to that community day. Okay. All right.
0: In 2024.
1: Deal. Mark, mark my Looking words. forward to it. I'm <laughs> I'm circling the whole calendar. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Kyle. Quite appreciate it. Uh, and now it's time for the Pokalore. Last week we skipped this. We also skipped Gear Up. So, wow, it's like we're back to a full episode. Got to shake the rust off. It's been a while since we've done these sections. <gasps> Well, it's Pokelore time. And this week we're going to be talking about Magby, the live coal Pokemon. Also, not shiny. I don't believe it. (laughs) Magmar, the Spitfire Pokemon. And Magmortar, the blast Pokemon. First up is Magby. Magby can breathe 1100 degrees Fahrenheit or 600 degrees Celsius flames. And hot embers drip from its mouth. Its health is determined by these flames. Yellow flames show that a Magby is in good health. While flames mixed with a lot of smoke is symptomatic of fatigue and flames dripping from its nose is a sign of a cold. Oh, hope it doesn't (laughs) sneeze and just like burn somebody to death. Yeah. Magby's volcanic, (laughs) exactly. Magby's volcanic habitat ensures its health. However, it can be seen living in towns. Magby is known to be rather small and timid. It leaks out flames when excited or surprised. It prefers to soak in the magma of a volcano in order to recover from the day's fatigue. Oh, like a hot spring. That's cute. Like a little lava bath. Next up is Magmar. Magmar's body temperature is nearly 2200 degrees Fahrenheit or 1200 degrees Celsius. That's double as hot as Magby. Wow. (laughs) Giving its body an orange glow. Because it hates cold places, this Pokemon typically resides in and around active volcanoes where it is born from. This Pokemon has even been known to spit scorching flames to establish an ideally warm environment for itself, a.k.a. it moves somewhere new and sets it on fire just to feel comfortable. The Magmar found in Alola are said to be sturdier than Magmar found elsewhere. Do you know if that's reflected in the stats anywhere? I don't think so. Because there's no Alolan Magmar. Yeah. That's weird. I I should look into that. I'm kind of curious now. In battle, Magmar blows out intense flames from all over its body to intimidate its foes and incinerate its surroundings. The anime has shown that extremely well-trained Magmar can block electric-type attacks with superheated air. However, an outmatched Magmar will quickly retreat using its fiery camouflage and its wavering, rippling glare to blend into any present fires. It is able to heal its wounds and weariness by soaking in lava. Magmar has a bad habit of unintentionally burning its prey to a crisp, Its body is always constantly burning. Magmar is feared as one of the many causes of fires. I wonder why it's made out of fire.
0: uh, (laughs) What a strange
1: description there. Made out of fire. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if you thought it was was too hot to handle before, just wait. Magmortar. When magmortar prepares to shoot fire from its hands, the claws are capable of disappearing into its skin, forming a pressurized cannon. It blasts fireballs of over 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit or 2,000 degrees Celsius, burning foes to a blackened crisp, though avoids this method when hunting prey. Well, (laughs) I wonder why. why. Yeah. (laughs) Magmortar increases its body temperature by inhaling deeply. Same, increasing the fire burning with its belly. When firing, its body can turn into a whitish hue from the intense heat. Its arms start melting when it fires a whole barrage. Magmortar is used in some factories in order to process metal. It lives in volcanic craters with a single pair of male and female Magmortar occupying one. Territorial. The nuclear Magmortar family. Look at that. Stats for Magmortar. max CP, 3132. Actually, not that bad. Not bad at all. Great stats with 247 attack, 172 defense, and 181 stamina. The attack is all right. The defense is a little bit low, but the stamina is, up. I mean, middling. It's all Average. right. Average. Yeah. Yeah. Best moveset, fire spin and fire punch. Although if you want Ugh. a full moveset, I'd probably bring Brick Break as well. That's what I've got currently on mine. And it's very helpful. I don't I really think Thunderbolt is something you want to invest in. I don't think. I also think it's Legacy yes yeah so you don't want to invest a elite charge tm <laughs> but yeah that's that's the magby magmar and Magmortar line i hope you learned something i did i don't want to be near them they sound dangerous thank you and with that kyle you know what's next i do good it, it, i see what i did there because i asked you a question and that's what the section's all about
0: <laughs> poke poll time last week's question was which callous pokemon are you looking forward to the most and why Oh, see, look here. Here you go, Chris. The first one. First one's from Tristan. And they said, Ash Greninja. There is no other choice for me. I love its design and its story. The best arc ever in the Pokemon anime, in my opinion. The bond building between Ash and his Froakie through this whole series was intense. I wonder how it'll be implemented in Pokemon Go. Although I think it will be going into the Mega Raid pool. I would love one added twist, though. In order to Mega Evolve to Ash Greninja you should be at least ultra or maybe even best buddies with your Greninja because this form change slash evolution is based on the bond between trainer and Pokemon even more than mega evolution is. Yes. Honorable mention to Avalug and the fossil Pokemon too. Yo, Avalug's a meat dope. <laughs> it's just a piece of ice.
1: It's great. He's a, a glacier of the Pokemon. Yes. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Kyle? you think uh, Ash Greninja might be in the Mega Raid pool, or you think they're going to just disregard it like
0: Trico with a piece of hay in his mouth? Uh, I don't think they're going to disregard it because it has so much more significance. Sure. I would have to go do some double-checking to see what kind of stats they gave an Ash Greninja before I had a, an answer. But if it's like a crazy significant boost type thing, I can see it being in the Mega Raid pool. But if not, I could see it just being... Like another tier three raid that just gives Ash Greninja instead. Maybe, so, maybe. But only being released as part of like an event or something, not around all the time.
1: Maybe it could also be like another like anime tie-in event or something like that, yeah. even though this is old news, they might do a themed thing in conjunction with, you know, you never know. Yeah. This next one's from Rotten Tanuki. Looking forward to Chespin, one of the best Pokemon designs in the entire series, but will not evolve it because the evolutions are straight trash. <laughs> I, I feel this.
0: I do. Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, Decidueye exists, and that is like the best design Pokemon in all yeah. of Pokemon.
1: Yeah, dude. I think we can agree with that. Decidueye was one of the only reasons why I picked a grass starter in
0: Sun and Moon for like oh, the first time ever. so good. That's it. The typing's good, too. Oh, man. That's it. Chespin is adorable. 100%. Chespin's cute. Next up, we have Cook's Gravy, and he said, I like Chespin and all of its evolutions. Chestnut deserves my love. Also excited for Clowitzer and it's shiny. I love Clowitzer just for the name. It's not even remotely applicable to like it overall, but it's such a good play on words. It is 100%. Um, and the design is hilarious. Yes. Yes, it is. One
1: real, one real big hand. It's just real big. New idea for a Pokemon. You ready? It's a shrimp. Give it a big hand a real big hand
0: <laughs> you're hired
1: <laughs> the next one's from rocket man 824 my favorite gen 6 pokemon has to be malamar grass is my favorite type and that generation did not do it justice so malamar is my pick with its interesting evolution method cool typing yeah. and tricky abilities and move sets so once it hits go i'll be hunting for it and it's very good shiny caught one and sword recently by the way ooh, congratulations I'm interested to see if they have it evolve normally with candy or some other interesting way. For those that don't know, in order to get a Malamar, you have to have its pre-evolution, right? Ink J? Ink J is it called? Yeah. And turn your device upside down.
0: As it's leveling up. Yes. It's like you level up. up, you get out of the combat, turn your device upside down, and then it will evolve. Yep. Yes. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And it's a really cool looking Pokemon. I love Malamar. It is. Next one's from Jacket K. And he said... I think the Gen 6 Pokemon I'm currently looking forward to is the Scatterbug line. Interesting. Because it's IRL regional variants would be perfect for this game, even though it's not officially announced. There's some speculation about it being the mystery tier one egg that they were talking about. That's a that's a good point. For those of you who don't know, I don't remember if we've mentioned it, Scatterbug evolves into Vavilion, which is a moth butterfly Pokemon, and it has 18 different patterns. Based on what region of the world the scatterbug was caught in.
1: Yes. So th- it would match perfectly for Go.
0: And then there's also two more that were released from an event that I don't know anything about, but I know it happened. So 20 total.
1: And lastly, a response from Zoe Two Dots. And she says, If it ain't Dedenne, you're wrong. Thick with two C's, mouse. <laughs> what else do you need in life? Uh... To which I responded on Twitter. You make an exceedingly valid point or something to that effect. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I mean, how, how could we forget about Dene? So, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That's the Pikachu of that set, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: more or less. Yeah. It's an electric mouse, so... Pikachu, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this week's Poké pole is, with the raised level cap right around the corner, how are you preparing? Will level 50 change the way you play at all? Well, Chris... How do you feel?
1: Oh, this is an easy one for me. I'm just going to start grinding out to 50 as as quickly as possible. I mean, that's just that's just what I'm doing. And and how I'm preparing is I'm actually using lucky eggs or friendship bonuses right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's pretty much it. It's pretty much (laughs) it. What
0: about you, Kyle? It's not going to affect me at all. The experience requirement to get to level 50 is so high. It's so far out of reach for my gameplay that I'm not going to worry about it too much. Wow but i'll probably try and push for you know around 45 ish that's when it starts to just get absurd in my opinion that sounds like quitter talk to me Eh, it's just being reasonable you know okay well you know what 20 million was also ridiculous when we first started playing this game yeah well you know what i've now played for almost three years pretty you know more or less consistently and i have like 34 million so 178 million is too much
1: yeah but like on days when they have like bonus xp for catching you're not popping lucky eggs you're not popping lucky eggs for ultra friends you're not popping lucky eggs for raid days anymore
0: okay Okay, let's assume that i hadn't stopped caring about experience when i hit 40 like a little over a year ago now it's like a, a year and three months i still would don't think that would add up to more than 10 million experience so that would put okay. me at level 40 times 2 when the goal is level 40 times 7?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair enough. I'm just saying, I think, that if, you know, especially with all the way that it's going to be, like, scaled now, there's going to be some changes to experience. It's going to change the way that experience is gained and with some things in general, yeah. but also with all these bonuses for this next month, actually, that I've already started. Like, if you put a concerted effort down, I think you'd you find it much
0: easier than you might think. We will see. I'm simply saying it's not changing the way that I'm going to play because i think it's too extreme but i will still pay more attention to experience than i have in the past okay all right cool that's what uh that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be alone
1: kyle I'm, I'm gonna be the only person that's setting like experience goals at the end of the show now God, that
0: sounds awful to do. i'm again. <laughs> so
1: excited return to form return to <laughs> form this is gonna be great anyway if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question with the raise level cap right around the corner, how are you preparing? And will level 50 change the way you play at all? You can respond to the question when we post on social, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter. Or if you are a patron in our patron-exclusive Discord, we post it there and you can answer as well. We have a whole channel dedicated to it, in fact. wow, we! But you can also leave us a voicemail. At two six two five eight six seven seven one seven, or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before any of that mail stuff, I know, I know, I know you're like, Chris, you almost forgot, but I didn't because we have an outline, so I don't forget things. We're going to be passing that on over to Fish and Defie, who are going to be talking about the Nightfall Cup. Congratulations to Fish and the Heater, by the way, for him doing a successful Self Arena meta debut stream in conjunction with the Self Arena. It was a very official affair, and it was very fun to hang out in and watch. And also, congratulations to Legendary Move, friend of the show, who was on a couple of episodes ago. And Defie, they had their charity stream this past Friday, and they raised. Quite a bit of money for Mental Health America, $710 in fact, so congratulations to them. But enough of my chit-chat, let's pass over
3: to Fish and Defie. Hi, I'm Fish and Ahita. And I'm Defie250. And this is PvP Corner, where we give you all the PvP news and tips to help you elevate your game. Defie, what is happening in PvP at the moment?
4: Well, first I want to give a quick update on my news from last week legendary Moo and i did our canto cup battles on stream and we did a little competition raising money for mental health america and we raised seven hundred and ten dollars for mental health america on that stream. yeah that's so cool it was so neat king iv came and raided us and he made a big donation and it was just it was so cool it was so much fun to put all those good vibes out into the world
3: that's awesome what was your target going in
4: uh, we actually had a goal of $400, and I was a little nervous we wow. weren't going to make it.
3: you smashed that.
4: <laughs> and we smashed the goal. It was so cool.
3: That's awesome. And you're going to be doing it again?
4: Yes. So we're looking forward to, we're going to see what the roadmap for GBL Season 6 is going to be, and then we're going to pick a date and raise money for charity again, because it was so, it was such a good time.
3: That's awesome. Um, so apart from that, we've got the Catch Cup that's going on at the moment. Defy, what have you? What have your experiences been in the Catch Cup?
4: Fish, can you keep a secret?
3: No, I actually can't. I'm going to be telling everyone what, whatever you tell me right now.
4: Well, my secret is that I have not played a single set of Catch Cup.
3: Um... <laughs> Neither, neither have I.
4: Right. I just, I personally can't justify spending the Stardust on making another of something I already have, another Azu, another Bastiodon, another whatever. But for a lot of people are having a really good time. They're using their Magmars. They're using their Wiggly tufts. Some people are powering up those things. I've seen tell of some Dugongs, Double Legacy, that people have built for this. So some people are really getting into it and having a good time, which is awesome.
3: Right, yeah. I have heard that uh, a lot of people have been using those two Community Day Pokemon for November, which was the uh, Magmortar and the Electabire uh, with their Community Day moves. And also I need to uh, offer a correction because uh, last week I said that Melmetal would be pretty popular. And recently I found out that you cannot use Melmetal.
4: Our first correction.
3: (laughs) The first official PvP corner correction. So, with that aside, uh, we are soon going to be heading into Season 6 of GBO, and we do know a few things about it. Defai, what do we know about Season 6 of GBO so far?
4: Well, we know for sure that it's going to begin on November 30th, and there is a lot going on in Pokemon Go on November 30th. The Season 6 of GBL is going to coincide with the Season of Celebration, the Go Beyond update, it's going to go along with that level cap increase, the arrival of Gen 6 Pokemon. So the world of Pokemon Go is going to change on November 30th.
3: We know that the season length will now coincide with the IRL seasons, so three months at a time. And we also know that they've increased the number of ranks from 10 to 24. Now, the first 20 of those levels, 1 to 20, will only be based on wins so kind of like this season uh where you could just get to rank 10 just on wins alone and the last four levels will be based on rating and they've been given names which we know are ace veteran expert and legend and it's very funny because ace and legend are two of the tiers that you can reach as a battler in the sylph arena as well so this is Yet another thing that's bring, bringing GBL closer and closer to looking like Silverina every month.
4: I am really looking forward to GBL Season 6, as I'm not really partaking in GBL Season 5 at the moment with Catch Cup. And we are both looking forward to discussing GBL Season 6 once we get more details, as well as the impacts of how is Go Beyond going to affect PvP. We are definitely excited to bring you that news as soon as we can.
3: So now it's time for a Sylph check-in. Defai, what have we been seeing in the Marsh Cup
4: so I'm in the middle of two tournaments right now, and I have one at the very end of the month, and I've been doing pretty well. I've been doing about a 50% win rate, and I'll take that. Batting 500 is just fine by me.
3: Yeah, I've, I was doing that uh, for most of the month, but in the last few days, I've hit a real vein of form. I've won my last like seven or eight tournament battles in a row. So um, as soon as those tournaments actually conclude and uh, the results are pushed to the global leaderboard, I'm expecting a, a pretty big jump.
4: I think now we can start thinking about, now that the Marsh Cup is ending, we can start thinking about the December Cup. And we can't talk about the December Cup without mentioning that we have a little bit of a local celebrity here on <laughs> PvP Corner. So tell us, Fish, about your self Arena stream.
3: Right. So yeah, as I mentioned last week, uh, myself and two other Australian PvP content creators were selected to reveal... The December Silverina Cup to the world. Um, it was a lot of fun. It happened on my own Twitch channel. In the end, we had uh, between three hundred to four hundred people tuning in at the time, uh, and they are all just going crazy, uh, wanting to to know what the cup was. And then once we revealed it, kind of giving their own speculation on uh, what'll be good and how to handle this matchup and that, and uh, and also the video that is still up on my uh, Twitch channel as of this recording. Uh, it's gotten about 2,000 views after the fact, so definitely a lot of hype for that meta reveal.
4: And I'm hyped too. It was such a fun stream to be hanging out in chat for. And I'm just congratulations again. I'm really proud of you. I'm really excited for everything that this is doing for the Australian PvP scene. So congratulations again. Thank
3: you. So um, that will lead us into our deep dive, which is this Nightfall Cup, which is happening in December. It's just a regular type-based cup. So the five types are Ice, Fighting, Normal, Ground, and Poison types. There are no individual Pokémon bans other than just the standard Megas, which aren't allowed in any Cup, Um, which is really interesting, DFA, because normally... There's something in a meta that's just too OP and needs to be just taken out to maintain some balance in the cup. But it looks like this cup is just balanced enough on its own that they didn't need to interfere.
4: That's crazy. I don't. Has this ever happened before?
3: I don't think so. Not for a type based cup. I think there's been bans every. Oh, no. I think the first few cups didn't have bans. I think the first cup to have bans was like the fourth cup kingdom cup or, or maybe one before that tempest cup
4: so this is the first modern the first like recent self tournament without since they've instituted bands yeah. where they haven't needed one that is crazy
3: yeah so um taking a look at the meta uh i know that the meta lists five types but really i'm just looking at two and that is Ice type and fighting type or as I like to call it the fighter and ice. I love it. (laughs) Um, Basically most of the relevant Pokemon in this cup are gonna be one of those two types. For example there are so many good fighters around especially Medicham uh, because Medicham is a fighter that can do all the things that you'd expect a fighter to do particularly beating ice Pokemon uh, but it can also beat other fighters because that psychic typing resists fighting moves and it also learns psychic which can take out most fighters in one shot for me however i prefer gallade because it's got that same typing which is the fighting psychic typing it's got confusion instead of counter which means it can also beat medicham and it won't be resisted by some of those other things that do resist counter. It also has the close combat which can give you that fighting damage that you need and leaf blade which can take out the ever-present mud boys.
4: But do you know what ice type doesn't have to worry about the fighters quite as much?
3: What is that Defy?
4: My girl Frostlass is going to be a queen in this meta because it doesn't have to be so afraid of those fighters. Frostlass is an amazing safe swap in pretty much any meta that it's available in because once you give it that, like, one or two Powder Snow energy advantage, it can do wonders.
3: Right, yeah, but actually for a very similar reason, I'm looking at Wigglytuff. I I, I do like Frostlass, I agree, um, but I'm also looking at Wigglytuff because that can also beat all the fighters, and I looked this one up. If Wigglytuff shields once, it will literally beat every fighter just by charming them down. So you just have to spend one shield and then you can charm that fighter, get rid of it completely. Uh, It also does the exact same thing to Frostlass. It can shield once and then beat Frostlass.
4: Wigglytuff is really thick and that charm damage, I agree, is just crazy. So if you want to stop a Wigglytuff in its tracks, you can use a little bit of a strategy that comes from Go Battle League. There is a pretty infamous line of three when you're in open Great League that is comprised of two Shadow Razor Leafers and Bastiodon. And while you can't use Bastiodon in this particular meta, you can use Galarian Stunfisk and it works pretty much the same. This infamous line of three has many names across the Twitter sphere, the tap, tap team, the grass hole line. But what do you think about having that shadow razor leafer Galarian Stunfisk line?
3: I think it is going to be fairly common. So look, a lot of people hate it because they say it is no skill. It's just, as you said, tap, tap, um, and, and you get the win. I think it's just, you know, you've, it's there. It's in the game. It's a legitimate strategy. You've got to learn to deal with it. I used to run a double steel team in my casual battles, so that had absolutely no problem against a grass hole team. In this particular meta, you've just got to take a look at things that can kind of counter all three of those Pokemon, which I've looked it up. Looks like in the zero and one shield situations, there are five Pokemon that can beat all three of those, and they are Heracross, Infinite Toxicroak, Glyscore, and surprisingly enough, Galarian Stunfisk, which is, uh, it's funny because that's one of the Pokemon that you're trying to beat, and yet it lists that as one of the Pokemon that you can use to beat it.
4: So that's why I'm really seeing Galarian Stunfisk as kind of central in this meta, because it is so powerful, it can do so much. But I'm really interested. You mentioned Heracross and Gliscor. Glyscore is one of my favorite Pokemon whenever I have an opportunity to use it. Getting that Night Slash boost is so powerful and can be so deadly and can just get you the win. Also, I love Heracross because it's got that fighting bug typing. So it can do really well against a lot of the other fighters and can do really well against a lot of things in this meta.
3: Yeah, um, except with Glyscore, you've really got to watch out for- for the ice types, which are going to be very prominent. Uh, Gliscor with ground flying typing is going to be double weak to ice. Even with that Night Slash that can hit back against Frostlass, Frostlass is still going to win in the majority of shield situations. The only time that Gliscor wins is in the 1 0 and the 2 0 shield situation.
4: So. I guess if you really want to be looking out for those ice types, you're going to want to take a look at Blaziken and Infernape, which are really the two main fire types that are really prevalent in this meta, but they share something in common. They're both also part fighting, which can cause (laughs) their own problems as well.
3: Yeah, of course. Uh, they, They can beat the ice types and the grass types, so they can be a good combo breaker for that. But yeah, like you said, the fighting type, it neutralizes that resistance that it might have to charm. It can have trouble against, say, some of your ghosts.
4: Well, I think that's pretty good for the deep dive. We're excited to be checking in with this meta throughout the next month. It's a really diverse meta, really interesting.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there is a lot more that I would like to talk about in this cup because it does seem so diverse, but, you know, we we only have a limit, limited amount of time, so uh, we can't talk here forever, but we will give further updates about how the meta develops in future episodes.
4: And if you have any questions for us or any feedback, you can always leave it at mail echo podcast.com the same email they plug at the end of the show
3: and with that let's kick it back to chris and kyle
1: thank you fish and defy e really appreciate the deep dive into the nightfall cup i feel like i am that much more prepared for the upcoming sylph arena meta thanks again all right kyle i think i was i was mentioning something to the effect of i think it started with an e and ended with a male
0: Electronic mails?
1: Ah, electronic mails. <laughs> Emails. Emails. <laughs> Emails. Emails. This also, though, includes voicemails. voicemails. <laughs> yeah. And we have three voicemails this week. Team voicemail really came in strong, so we're going to play those first. The first one's actually from DeFi E. If you didn't get enough of her in the past section, you get some more right now. Bonus round. Second helpings.
4: Hi, Chris and Kyle. It's DeFiU250 here. I thought it had been a while since you had gotten a voicemail, so I figured I'd talk to you this way. Starting off with my answer to the PokePoll, you asked back in July for what Gen 6 Pokemon we were looking forward to, and my answer oh. hasn't really changed. I'm looking <laughs> forward to Delphox because I love the fire psychic typing on a on the fire starter. I think that's really unique and different. But the one I am most looking forward to is Vivillon. Vivillon is a kind of like the Butterfree of Gen 6, but its unique twist is that there are 20 different forms, all with different patterns on its wings, and I'm really interested to see if they region lock it like they do in the actual main series. They are region locked. I posted a map. I'll repost it. The same one I did in July. My goal for this week <laughs> is to skip the Catch Cup entirely and focus on building up my Stardust up to 1 million. I'm just over 850,000 now. And then my question for you is, since you are doing this the week of Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for this year?
1: Okay, well, so I guess we asked this, this previous Pokeball question in July, huh? <laughs> July is a long time ago, though.
0: Yeah, that feels like February. Gen 6 was just a twinkle in someone's eye.
1: In our eyes, Kyle. In ours.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, ours being the, the general Pokemon Go community. We were hopeful back <laughs> then, and we're finally getting it No, Yeah, but Defi also had a question. So what are we thankful for? Kyle, you want to go first?
0: I'm pretty thankful to just have a job right now, honestly. I that I know that might sound kind of bleak and everything, but the fact that I've had work this entire time has been incredible, regardless of what the work has been. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for just the people in my life that I've been able to be around for the past year. That's that's
1: great. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm also really thankful to have a job and be employed. That absolutely for sure. But I think this year over other years, I'm really thankful to the support systems that I have from my family to our podcast community. Everybody has has really just been there for me in a year where I really needed it. Pandemic aside, it's been a tougher year than, than normal. Um, and Kyle, I'm very thankful for you, for your co hostship yeah. and also your friendship. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, that's it. Enough cry. Let's go on to the next voicemail.
2: Hello, Chris and Kyle. Uh, I'm calling you two days before I leave the University of New Mexico. Don't want to dox myself too much. I do go to that school. Um, <laughs> so, this weekend, uh, back Monday, day was a uh catastrophic failure. Uh I ended up being sick in bed all day. Oh, no. Uh and I caught two magmar. Uh two shiny magmar and I um evolved I don't know, like six or something to Magmortar to get that move, which is not useful in any way. Uh <laughs> so that sucked. Uh I'm okay now. I'm fine. Uh I played in that Self Cup, that was pretty great. And yeah, now now we know we have the lakes trio coming. That's exciting. That's probably I think right now. So okay, so right my 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 old goals are 20 plus shiny and two <laughs> <laughs> shiny Magma. That no, not even no, not even close. Uh, shiny Slowpoke and Meltan from home event. I did get shiny Slowpoke, but I did not get shiny Meltan. Oh, But I had I shiny I Meltan before. So will <laughs> you count that? I don't know. That's up to you. And be above 500,000 dust as of next recording, which is, uh, a couple days. I'm at like 450, and you guys record tomorrow, so it's looking like I got one, one for this week, so that sucks. So let's, uh, let's have some new ones. Uh, I'm gonna be pretty much traveling this next week, so. Uh, I'm going to make a goal to participate in Dittoran Research Day. Um I want to reach level forty-five by the end of the year, uh, yes. and I feel like that's a that's a pretty big one. That's a pretty sizable goal, but I feel like it's pretty reasonable too. I think I can do that. I have the experience to get up to there, so that's going to be my goal. And uh, I need a third one, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's be above six hundred thousand dust by next recording. I I really I really wish I didn't just say that, but. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go for it. Um, I'm assuming this is at the end of the, <laughs> the episode, so, uh, Uh-oh. you know, wear a I? uh, stay safe this Thanksgiving, which is like in three days, which is insane, and shiny vibes all. This is, uh, Harry Mitchell Cooks Gravy, signing off
1: wow that was uh that was great i I, <laughs> I liked getting the dictation of his email from him yeah. instead of reading it this time it was a nice change of pace rip oh. your goals though mitch oh yeah. good lord oh, i'm sorry, sorry
0: about feeling sick on a community day that's a bummer
1: yeah that that is not so sick as the kids would say Wait, that's my genera That's our generation, Carl. Right? Yeah. Didn't, there's we- no more
0: kids. That's what the adults would say now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not so sick, Mitch. <laughs> uh, anyway, one more voicemail.
2: Hey, Calvin, Chris, this is Rocket Man eight two four, aka Eric, and I'm pretty much just kind of wondering how often do you guys play older Pokemon titles, anything from game boy all the way up and which ones do you like the best yep that's all i got it's bedtime for me see ya
1: so this was sent to me uh it said that the time that it was sent from him was like 1 a.m <laughs> love it love the dedication eric so what the question is do we ever go back and play older pokemon titles and if so which ones are our favorites I don't know about you, but I, I play uh, an older Pokemon title every Thursday at 7:30 p.m. Central Standard Time on our Twitch channel <laughs> with you. <laughs> uh. But other than that, I can't really say that I go back and play older titles. Now, if they came out with like a you know that rumored like you know uh, uh, remaster bundle or something like that, where they were just going to put them all digital in like a Nintendo Switch collection. I would be so down I would for that.
0: Be all over that. Just give me seven generations on one download on the Switch. I will buy it. What would you pay for it? If if they actually did all seven generations, I'd probably pay seventy dollars, eighty dollars for it. Oh uh, yeah, I was about to say
1: there's like a collector's edition and it had all those in there. I would definitely do like a hundred bucks maximum. You know,
0: if they did like the first three generations, I'd pay sixty bucks for that. Not Absolutely, even, I wouldn't even question it. One hundred percent. But uh, that it. my answer though. Since I started playing Pokemon Go, I haven't really gone back and played old Pokemon games. But before that, I would pretty regularly do a playthrough of my Sapphire version. Sapphire only because Ruby has my main save that I would never reset. So I would always reset my Sapphire and play through that. Makes sense. And I think I started a Ruby emulation in preparation of us doing Gen 3 sometime a few months ago. So that technically counts i got to like the second or third gym before i stopped because of real life obligations dude those are the
1: worst aren't they i, I know real life obligations really just you got to give it a rest okay <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i forgot to answer my favorite older pokemon game is crystal version um even though it is infinitely frustrating right now where we currently <laughs> are in our playthrough look we made
0: we made poor decisions okay
1: did we? But but that's our M O. Kyle. We made it through Red completely based on bad decisions,
0: and With it worked. With an insane amount of luck, we. Were, I do not. I don't care. We were the luckiest people on the planet. That said, that's my answer. True. It's on video. <laughs> that said, my <laughs> answer is also Ruby. I really love all of the additions that Gen Three added to the game. Agreed. Those are some great, great games. I, I remember fondly my Ruby version
1: as well. Thank you for the voicemails. The three of you really quite appreciate it. If, if anybody wants to send us a voicemail, you can. Again, the number is 262-586-7717. But enough about these newfangled voicemails. New technology is crazy, isn't it? Let's get into the email portion of the email section. The first one is from Javon. Hello, sirs. I don't know how you would know me. I think my Discord name is Sad Sith. I think this is an answer to two PokePoles, but I can't remember anymore. One is what Pokemon should have a community day, and what Generation Six Pokemon am I looking forward to? For personal reasons, my answer is surprising. I would love to see a Croagunk <laughs> community day, and it evolve into Toxicroak that knows Belch. Research name is Lookout for Cancho Croagunk. And in Gen Six, I can't wait for Greninja because he is such a boss. The reason this is surprising is I have a diagnosed phobia of frogs. Oh my gosh. Oh. I see a therapist and everything. It's bad. I can't even stand them in pictures except for Kermit. Oh, that's fair. Kermit gets a pass through, I think, for everybody. When I rewatched the anime, I fell in love with the apathetic crow The toxic croak I use in Ultra League is named Renita after the fear of frogs. Renita phobia. When I told my therapist about them, she just shrugged her shoulders and said, whatever works. <laughs> hey. Hey. There you go. <laughs> they may not be the best picks, but for me, they are very special. Hey, that's what it's all about. Good for you. I love Absolutely. this email. Absolutely. Also, I, I learned I
0: learned what Renitophobia phobia is. Yeah, this I is love. such a real email. I love it. I love learning about like new phobias that I didn't know about before.
1: I don't know what my phobia is named, the fish one. I have no idea. Um, don't you also have a fear of deep waters? Not thalassophobia, not as no. much. I only, I also I just don't like deep water because there's big fish in it.
0: <laughs> I bet you the fear of fish is a real
1: simple one, too. Probably. Probably I just don't know what the name of it is. But anyway, thank you for the email,
0: Javon. Really appreciate it. Next emails from Kelvin, and they said, Hey, Chris and emails. <laughs> well, <you're welcome. laughs> I often tweet you guys, but this topic deserves a bit more than the character limit allows. So recently, I've been thinking that Niantic actually deserves a lot more praise and respect than they do get. You often see a lot of negative feedback against their game or their decision making. But in all fairness, they have made the most accessible and fun to play Pokemon game yet. Granted, I'm still playing Shield, but Pokemon Go definitely is my most played game by far. In the console games, I dropped off after Emerald before returning with Shield. But with Go, I'm still here with Gen 6 right around the corner. And I think that's an incredible feat by Niantic. There's always going to be bugs in games that bring out new features almost weekly. So this is just a general shout out to Niantic. Keep up the good work and thank you for everything. Roll on level 50. In relation to the PokePole, I can't wait to have a Talonflame. Yes! He looks like the angriest yet most beautiful bird. Yes. Agreed. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, thanks for reading and good luck with your weekly goals. I think Kyle has picked easy ones this week, but I believe in him. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't wait to hear everyone's reaction if he gets them all. Here's Kelvin. I'm sorry.
1: You're not. No, you're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> you let him down. How could you? How could you, <laughs> Kyle? Come on. Kelvin uh, had just one wish this week, and it was for you to be successful, and you couldn't even do that? Nope. Come on. <laughs> hey there's always next week there's always next week but thank you for the email kelvin
0: your fear of fish by the way chris is ichthyophobia ichthyophobia which i knew at some point i just had forgotten i know that an ichthyologist is somebody that studies fish so
1: that makes sense so so there you go
0: yeah see okay that's how you know the science of
1: studying fish has ick in it yeah they're gross (laughs) they are gross (laughs) they are as as a scientist would probably say icky
0: they're, they're almost as gross as the way you eat Kit Kats.
1: Almost, but not quite. Huh? Why are
0: you developing a phobia from the way that I eat Kit Kats? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you do it in person, but if I did, I might.
1: Next time we hang out for no reason, I'm just going to like break them out. And you're like, no, and then not break them. <laughs> see what I'm I did there?
0: Smack them out of your
1: hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, this next email is from Kevin Red Bull. I know you guys haven't heard from me in a while, but I have a good reason. I quit my job and moved away from my hometown to become an Amazon delivery driver. Yay, new job. And after my first day, I turn on the podcast on the way home and I hear Kyle failed all of his goals again. (laughs) So my question for the week is, Kyle, are you ever going to get good? Sincerely and with love, Kevin Red Bull. Well, Kyle, people want to know, are you ever going to get good?
0: I don't know. We'll see what kind of goals I set this week. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm excited to hear what they are. Thank you for the email,
0: Kevin. I hope that was a satisfactory answer. So last email is from V Frank. And they said, Kyle and Chris, first time writer, longtime listener. I enjoy listening to your podcast and appreciate all that you do for the Pokemon community. With the coming level cap upheaval and the focus on go beyond, I wanted to point out that the audience for Pokemon Go is massive. And one important And one important point often appears to be missed. Not everyone is playing the same game as you. It should go without saying, but people have different goals. Some people are big into leveling. Some people want to complete a living decks. Some are massive PvP fans. But what interests you is likely not going to be what interests others. In that vein, one of the things that I personally like are Pokemon with costumes. I knew this was coming. (laughs) Give me a flower crown, a Halloween costume, or a Pikachu in a hat and I'm a happy fella. I was super excited to see the easier PvP rank 10 this season because it finally gave me a chance to obtain a Pikachu Libre. Attached please see my new and on the way to best buddy Pikachu Libre sitting on my shoulder. It's adorable. Goals still need to track down someone with a Safari cat Pikachu from the Safari Zone events. Now that Niantic finally allows mass transfer of event Pokemon, everyone needs to ease up on the hate for another... Pikachu in a cap. Some of us like them, collect them and treat them like the precious gems that they are. Keep up the wonderful pod, hit all of your goals and have a wonderful holiday. Trainer V Frank. You Don't tell what? us how to live our lives. You know what? We did it though. We did it. What? We what? found somebody who likes the hat Pikachus.
1: Oh, that's true. And every <laughs> single time that you and I are like, oh, come on, another hat Pikachu.
0: We're always like, well,
1: somebody out there likes them. And yeah. and, and V yeah. Frank is v. Frank is that person. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean... No disrespect in that regard. It's totally awesome. And I agree completely that not everyone plays the game the same way. And that's one of the best parts about Pokemon Go. A lot of other phone games, a lot of other games in general, only really support one type of playing, and that's it. So it's great when everyone can have all these different diverse goals in the game because it's all personal. It's all what you like. Yeah, 100%. I, I completely Agree,
1: obviously. And we try our best to kind of represent every perspective on this show. We play devil's advocate about popular arguments about features and stuff like that. But one thing that we really haven't had is representation about people that like the hat Pikachu and such. Um, other than we know that they exist. So I appreciate you bringing some of that perspective in here. Thank you very much for the email, V. Frank. And that brings us to the end of the show. If you'd like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you could always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. You can visit our website for more information about the show and previous episodes and all that jazz at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. It's our most active social media account. We also have a Facebook, though. Like us on Facebook by searching for The Go Cast Podcast. You can help support the show financially via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And speaking of Patreon and being supported therein via patrons, shout outs to Elite Trainers. This is our highest tier of giving. Thank you so much to Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, splinteris andrew chad robert and Lori. your patronage is greatly appreciated and we love you for it thank you thank you thank you but if monetary support isn't in the cards for you you're just not interested in doing so but you still want to help support the show you can do so by leaving us a review on whatever pod catching service you might be using that also has reviews supported such as apple podcasts or Google Podcasts, or I think a couple other ways. You know, I keep saying that Spotify is going to have reviews soon. And that's been (laughs) like a year. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, So it's coming eventually. It's coming eventually. I know I like using Spotify, so I would love to see that. But anyway, hey, Kyle, we got to wrap this up. Let's set some goals, shall we? Quick reminder that we do have a research event this weekend for the Nitterands. So what are you doing? Uh,
0: Well, I'm going to take part in the... Research event. I'd like to get a shiny. Which one do I need? I need the the male, female one. I need the shiny female one at least. All right, because at least I have the the hat shiny male. Uh, what else? Oh, we have the lake spirits. True. And we have remote rating. So I want to try and get an uksi and a Mesprite by next week. And I, I'm pretty sure we have people amongst our Discord who can help with that. The uksi for sure. We do. Yep. I, I'm putting those down as separate goals, by the way, each. Okay, that's fair. Gonna just go with 200,000
1: Stardust for right now.
0: And I think I'll stick at that with the the four goals.
1: Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, for myself, three of each Nidoran, uh, but I just would like want to have them. I think I have a couple of them already. I'm not entirely sure. I just want to end up with three female and three male Nidoran so I can have the full set. So whatever that happens to be, I want to catch an Uxie because I caught a mess spread earlier this morning already.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: Yes. Um, I'm going to shoot for 300,000 Stardust. What I really want to do is get up to 2.5 million again. I'm at 2 million right now, but 300,000 is a reasonable go. So 2.3. And then I'm sitting just, I'm sitting like 55K below 60 million experience. I would like Ooh. to get to 61 million experience this week. So looks like I'm gonna be raiding quite a bit and popping them eggs. And that's gonna do it for me. It's gonna do it for me and for both of us actually because you're to goals. Thank you so much for listening all the way through to the end of this episode and we'll see you next week for episode 121. Bye-bye. Bye.